CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week for a second time on the show is Mr. Justin Bryant. He is of Rap Soto fame. Justin, it's great to have you back on the show. Dan, glad to be here to talk a little golf and and uh, catch up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we were just talking before you got we before I hit record, and I said, "What do you do there? Are you like a marketing guy?" <laughs> you said, "I'm a community manager," which I think is super fascinating. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so just as like a little background, so like I, you know, what's great about Rap Soto is we're we're rapidly growing team, and uh, it's been cool to to play different roles since I've been here. So I've been here about three years and I was more in the product development, you know, product testing side of things and moved over to, to more of a marketing role. So a community manager. So um, head up a lot of our social um, social strategy uh, partnerships um, with different uh, people and uh, also kind of manage our community groups. So whether that's on Facebook or other things like that, but we also have a Repsoto Champions program. We launched uh, earlier this year around the MLM2 Pro launch. Um, it's a really, uh, it's a really fun project for me as well. So it's, it's right now it's 40 of our users that were somewhere MLM, some weren't, were new to Rapsodo, but just kind of were curious. And it's kind of our, um, closely knit, uh, community of, of users that are very hardcore golfers. They're very passionate about the game and they're passionate about sharing that, whether that's, you know, word of mouth to people around them playing with people or whether it's on online in the community. So they're involved in a lot of activities uh, closely to our company. You know, they meet with our product team, meet with different parts of our team to kind of get one, get um, get more voice from our community of what they're liking, what they'd like to see. You know, they get to see a sneak peek of what's kind of coming uh, months months before um, the general public's going to see it and provide feedback in that way. And they're also involved in a lot of beta testing uh, or much earlier on than uh, other beta tests that we have uh, groups. So uh, it's a really fun project of ours. It's kind of a group that every year um, we have people reapply. So um, we're going to be having some more messaging coming out uh, for that. But if people are interested, make sure to follow our um, official Repsodity community group, uh, follow us on social and you'll kind of see the sign up period for that. It'll be in the new year uh, where you can apply, nominate a friend, nominate yourself, um, and we'll review it and we'll probably select, you know, 20 to 30 people for next year. So uh, it's a really, really cool uh, group of uh, members that we have. I love the idea of that connecting with the actual hardcore users, because I, I see too often there seems to be a, a disconnect between the product users and the product designers. But when you have that much insight direct into it, it almost feels like uh, like the... <laughs> I hate to use the term because I hate them right now, but the governing body of application, you know, that, that, uh, it, it, I love, I love that you're willing to hear that kind of input, especially at that level. Absolutely. I mean, we have a really passionate team at Rep Soto. Um, you know, I, I have come from a golfing background, so I played college golf at Wake Forest. I played uh, professionally for seven years. So I kind of have that background. We have other backgrounds of people that are, you know, newer to the sport. Um, we have a really a mix of handicaps here. So, you know, we have a lot of golfers in our office, but at the same time, that doesn't mean we know what's best and we know how people are using our products. So I think as we continue to evolve, we're really listening to our users, what they want to see, how they're using the device, um, because we want to make this experience uh, as great as it can be. 
Um, and you'll see that even in like the design of MLM2 Pro. So we took a lot of feedback from the MLM, uh, the original one of, you know, what were experienced pain points for people? What, what was uh, that hardware, you know, kind of missing? So you'll see in the design of MLM2 Pro, it's a little taller unit than the MLM. And that was because people wanted a higher camera uh, viewpoint. And the cameras are integrated into the MLM2 Pro. So you can use your phone or tablet and put it anywhere you know, spin metrics and simulation were highly requested. So we're always listening to, to users uh, and what they're looking for, because ultimately it's it's for them. So we're going to continue to build the application that, that uh, our users uh, want to see. So the last time you were on, I, I think MLM2 Pro is fairly new, if not in the hard to get a model of status <laughs> based on the yeah. feedback from the PGA show and and, and what have you. Has there been continued momentum as the year has gone on? Have you seen uh, a continued excitement from people to get their hands on it? Oh yeah, it's been a, it's been a really crazy uh, busy year, which has been really fun for us here, and just seeing the MLM two Pro uh, in use, and just kind of hearing how passionate people are about the product, and and as I said before, like what they kind of want to see next, and um, yeah, the demand demand has been really exciting with with uh, all of our partners uh, on our website and, and things like that. One of the things I'm curious about is just the basic application of the product. I mean, I know you get feedback regularly. That's the beauty of social media is an instant connect to your user base, or especially the louder ones, which are usually the ones that are less excited about things. But uh, just overall, how how are people applying their experiences with any of your products do you find them to be more of those like in-home users do you find them to be uh the, the groups that'll take it everywhere what 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 seems to be the common trend yeah so i think they kind of the two things that stick out are there's people wanting to get you know better at the game and trying to figure out how that they're going to do that so i think that's where the MLM2 Pro really comes into play because you have, you know, three cameras uh, that you can kind of see your your swing with from any angle, you know, the impact vision, plus you're getting the metrics. So first there's just an understanding of where you're going. And as people want to hit the ball further and straighter, now you have a something that's actually giving you, you know, the baseline of, of that. But we're, what we're really seeing is a lot of indoor play. So I think as um, kind of the home setups have become more affordable, the MLM2 Pro is being used in people's houses or backyard in the net. Uh, for really kind of this home setup. Um, and I, we really see indoor golf continuing to, you know, boom um, as it becomes more accessible to people. So, you know, all you really need, I say, is just a mat and a net to hit it in the backyard. That's what I have. But you can really use the MLM2 Pro as the engine for whatever budget and space you have. So we've seen, again, people with just a mat and a net using it in their backyard or using it at a tailgate to people with really custom you know, expensive uh, outfits in their house with with the padding and the simulator, the you know impact screen and the projector. So you can really make the space at home for whatever fits your budget and, and space requirements. So that's been really cool, and we've just been seeing um, a lot of a lot of indoor play of simulation, especially as we're in like the winter months right now, with people, um, you know, not being able to play like you and me outside quite as much because of the, the weather. Now that they can, you know, play from the the warmth of their home um, and, and compete and improve and just stay sharp. So first of all, I don't accept the W word on the show. It's worse than any word you could probably bring on here. That's horrible. Oh, no. but, My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> but I noticed uh, a common hashtag that you're using is play without limits. Is, is that effectively at the, at the root of all things, what you're, what you're saying here? 
Yeah. So our, our mission is to give athletes everywhere the tools they need to play like never before. So really kind of stretching the boundaries of, you know, what you think is achievable within your game, uh, ways that you can play golf. So I think as we've seen golf, you know, especially in the, with like the COVID boom, there's more than one way to play now. I think it, they kind of the traditional country club route still exists, but now there's like these, these alternative ways to play, right? People are getting inter- introduced to the game in, in various ways and, and the MLM2 Pro allows you to play essentially anywhere. You know, you need six six feet, six and a half feet behind you to put the MLM down. And then it's kind of like the world is your oyster, you know, of your driving range. You can set it up wherever. And, um, and so that's kind of the mentality of, of we don't, you know, put limits on how far you can hit it, how good you can get at the game, where you can play. Um, and that's, you know, what we embody here at RepSoto. So well, I know you guys have over there at the at the studio or the office or whatever you'd like to call it there have some pretty solid competitions going. We've seen some of them. Uh, I think I saw actually in, in doing a little bit of research, I saw that you lost a, a par three challenge. Uh, unfortunately for that R- rep in the USA hat too, which I kind of chuckled at, but um, <laughs> yeah. One thing I, I I've noticed about that sort of conversation component of it is it's not necessarily just, swinging golf clubs you have the ability to compete uh, both against yourself and against others uh, i was reading a bit about the the rapsodo combine and you know getting numbers to compete against others like this is a component that i always loved when i was on the range with a friend it's like hey how many can you hit onto that green or uh, around the putting green how many can you chip close to that hole like that that to me <clears throat> when it comes to practicing was like a driving force in my willingness to continue to be out there beating balls when i do it alone it's just like all right i'm gonna do it until i make myself mad and then (laughs) i'll go and switch it up versus when you're playing with someone else there's that momentum piece of you know let's let's get better because they're better than me or let's get better because i'm not as good at that piece of my game and i'm gonna measure it against someone else that has to be a huge component ever right that that has to be a primary discussion point when encouraging people to get into that combine component. Absolutely. I mean, I think competition, you know, we're, we're a lot of, I would say former college athletes work here. So we're all very competitive um, male and females. Uh, So we like to have, you know, competitions in the office that are, you know, filmed, some are filmed, some are not. And I think that's, what's great about, you know, golf is you can either be the competitor against yourself, you know, so whether it's, you know, having taken a combine, seeing your improvement over time, really getting, you know, a measurement at the end of your practice to say, you know, I accomplished this today is much more meaningful than kind of just going out and hitting a bunch of kind of golf balls, I would say, kind of mindlessly, not knowing how far they're going, if you're improving and and to really be competitive with yourself, see that improving. And also the social aspect that you brought up, Dan, is like, it's so fun to compete uh, against your buddies, whether that's taking the same combine at the the same time, um, you know, trying to get a certain score closest to the pin. Um, that's what's great about golf is the kind of like social aspect and being able to compete against somebody that's been playing the game for 70 years and somebody that's brand new to the game. So, you know, I, my, I have three boys, two of which are, you know, they're five and six, they're young, but they love to compete with me and and play games. Um, whatever that is, you know, who can hit it to the 50 yard target, um, and things like that. So, um, I think the competition level of it, that's what we're, you know, really excited about integrating that and for people to kind of be able to play play with each other because that i think that's what kind of keeps bringing us back right is is that gamification of of sport and all of a sudden you've been 
competing against yourselves or uh, your buddies and then kind of look three months later and it's like, wow, my, you know, my handicap dropped and I'm, I'm getting better at the same time. So um, actionable competition where you can kind of see how it's, you know, you're performing and improving, I think uh, is kind of a real hidden, hidden gift with the rep soto. Well, being a part of the THP community, the Hackers Paradise community, we have, and I've forged friendships throughout the country, throughout uh, other countries as well. And one of the biggest complaints I've always had was just that it's so far. You make these great friends who are just so far away. And there's like, I would love nothing more than to bring one of those golf crazy friends of mine to the range with me. So like, I'm sitting here thinking, at what point can we start to incorporate things like live competitions against each other with the same unit? What, what, at what point can we start like, Hey, I'm going to the range at this time. You should meet me there. You know what I mean? But we're yeah. meeting there on our own devices. I know you have things planned for 24. I know you're not going to tell us about them, but how deep are you going to go down that kind of rabbit hole when you're looking at improvements or potential adjustments to the, the software? Yeah, so we're we're coming out with um, later, you know, our kind of our next update up update that's in beta testing right now is just an, a improvement on our simulation with our Repsoda courses. So we have thirty thousand courses, adding local multiplayer to that, adding elevation to those courses to enrich that experience. And I think we're going to continue to involve and improve that experience as much as we can. And you know, I want to be able to play, you know, here against my college buddies that are somewhere else too. So I think. You know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Again, um, as people, you know, write in, write into our team, um, post on online. You know, we're listening and we want to make the product that people are want to use. So I would say we're going to continue to to go down um, various, you know, uh, avenues that people want to see. So um, I, I would like to see that as well, Dan. Well, uh, yeah, ridiculous we'll rabbit hole posted. you want to say, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I think that's. It sounds funny, but like I remember playing you know, video games when I was really young, talking N64, kind of dating myself here. And I was like, oh, it'd be so fun to play my buddy online when he's at his house, right? And so obviously that's how, you know, my kids, kids nowadays are thinking of like, yeah, of course you can do that. So I think there's really cool opportunities in the future with, you know, home simulation, indoor golf. Uh, I see it, you know, continuing to go on the rise because it's, it's also like a time component, right? Is, you know, there's not a ton of people out here that have enormous amounts of time and golf can, can take, pretty long but when you have it set up in your house and you can play you can play a full 18 holes or nine holes extremely quickly and, and um, so I, I continue to see kind of the home uh, setup uh, indoor golf um, sector to continue to, to continue to expand and that includes with the with rep soto that uh, I, I can make all the crazy statements like I want full-on like simulation pixels of my buddy Hazel rocketing right beside me on the range like <laughs> I, I don't see why that's a problem and you guys should have that done by at least midway through 24 i think that's fair yeah <laughs> that a fair ask you know what i'll i'll bring it up with our product team but you know what like in all, in all seriousness like we want people to write into to our support team and say like we'd love to have you do this and the more people that you know say the similar things and we see you know trends of what people want we're gonna you know talk to our talk to our team and see see what we can create so you know if you got a crazy idea we're, we're all ears uh, so I can't promise maybe that quick a turnaround, Dan, but I can promise you will at least listen. Oh man, I really thought we were onto something there. It's a beautiful idea, <laughs> but it, to, it's yeah. funny. It, it's funny though because the way you talk about golf, and especially the way that Rapsoda presents it, 
we're so accustomed to the winter time here in the Midwest and you're dealing with the same thing in Missouri. Like, all right, this is the time of the year where I, I hear all my buddies say, see in April or, you know, I'm hanging them up for the year, things like that. Um, there's this mental perspective that it's time to pause. Whereas I feel like the discussion going on in a lot of the communities is this is the time, this is the opportunity to better yourself. Um, is it hard to get that messaging across that, Hey, you guys don't need to bail on golf just cause it sucks outside there. There are other ways here. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the perceptions changed just a lot in terms of like, Oh, hanging up the sticks, you know, just the accessibility of, of being able to do this now. Um, I know it's changed kind of my mindset, you know, I still play competitively, but I don't really like to tinker a whole lot. Like during the summer months, it's more of just kind of like, maybe sharpening some of the skills but like this time of year is when i like to kind of mess around with equipment a little bit you know change the lofts check out a different shaft you know kind of take a deeper dive into kind of the numbers i'm looking at like what are my launch conditions with my driver you know are they is it spinning too much spinning too low is the apex how's the descent angle so this is the time i you know i definitely i would say tinker slightly during you know the summer months but a lot of times i'm, I'm playing a lot more um this time of year it's like I, i'm itching to play golf i'm itching to play golf um, and this is kind of when I like to tinker with it and, and work on like gaining club head speed and, and things like that. So I think just the accessibility, it's just such a different you know world than it was five, 10 years ago, two years ago. Um, you know, the MLM2 Pro to be able to set up, see yourself with three different camera views, play simulation, get the data metrics that are, um, you know, accurate for a price of $700. Like that would have cost like $70,000, you know, five years ago uh, to have that studio set up. So I think now it's just like people are like, you know, $700 is a new driver. So it's 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 an investment in your game and you're going to see the dividends in your game plus just your enjoyment. Um, so it's changed a lot in the, in the last five years or so. Yeah, I, I'm wondering from the practice level, I'm looking at it more uh, because I belong to a golf course. We have uh, outdoor range with with uh, no cover on it, but there's a lot of places locally that you can take whatever you want to and, and have a covered range and be warm and not miserable. Uh, I'm starting to rethink my perspective on just because I don't have the perfect amount of space where I have to set it up in my garage. It doesn't mean this doesn't apply to me because the local range has that room behind it to set up wrap Soto. Um, and the, the issue I've always had is it just never felt like meaningful practice. So I'm going to ask two questions here and you can tackle them however you want. Uh, the first one being, have you heard a lot of people saying that their winter range sessions that they used to do just based on the hitting bays at the local range have improved based on rap Soto. And then secondary to that, uh, I know there's an element to the ball that should apply here. Uh, is it less meaningful to go to a range that maybe doesn't have the best golf balls or, uh, maybe doesn't offer the same kind of readouts. Uh, do you kind of see where I'm taking this? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, definitely jump in if, if I'm taking in a spot that you didn't mm -hmm. need to. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely golf ball types. I mean, if you look at it, um, you know, for instance, like inside, I struggle to hit it as far as I do outside just in general. I'm sure people have heard of indoor swing syndrome. I very much doubted that it existed, but it's a real <laughs> it's a real thing. I don't, you know, know if it's a mental, mental thing. I just normally swing it, um, a little slower inside. And I don't know if that's because of the perception that I'm hitting it into something. So I think there's real things like that. And then 
when you're outside, also understanding different ball types, different conditions. So we normalize the data. So uh, we're going to take your launch conditions uh, outside. You can select range ball. You can select premium ball. It's kind of depending on the balls or the RPT balls that measure spin and spin axis. So we do take into account different ball types and we normalize them for premium balls. Um, so you should kind of get a consistent um, consistent data no matter you know what what you're hitting. But you have to take into account a little bit of the conditions of the ball too. So we're still capturing what what's happening with that ball at impact. So if you have a range ball that's been hit 2,000 times that has no dimples on it and it's 20 degrees outside, you have to understand that we're capturing that launch condition of it, right? So um, it's going to affect the numbers a little bit here and there, just just the same as it was, you know, if, it, if it's 120 degrees outside, your ball is going to compress a little bit more and you're going to be like, oh, wow, I'm hitting it further today. So that's taken into, into account kind of the conditions just because, you know, the ball and the club are, are making contact there and we're capturing those. So you know, that that's definitely a real thing, but I think that's really good to know and understand. Right. So like I take I you know that and you see range balls, you know, they're going to be beat up, but there's still a lot you can glean from it. You know, what's what's my club head speed going into it? What's the ball speed? Understanding the launch conditions uh, of, of kind of what I'm trying to accomplish. And you have to take into account some of that of, you know, a mat is going to launch a little bit different than grass. Um, but it's really understanding and getting baselines for that. Right. So. And hitting in, a, in different environments because it's going to be the same when you take it to the golf course. You're going to hit off different grasses. You're going to hit and play in different temperatures. You know your body's going to feel a little different, and so it's it's really making those adjustments. So I think it's you know using the the MLM two Pro and the app and the data in a way that's similar to how you would use um, you know your Whoop of understanding kind of your body. It's the same way with with MLM two Pro is it's really good to collect data in a lot of different environments doing. Um, you know, different times a day, different swings um, to understand your game even more. So you can kind of make those, those adjustments because at the end of the day in golf, you're trying to control the golf ball as much as you can. And to control it, you need to understand how the ball reacts in, in different environments. So um, I don't know if that answers kind of what you were, we were yeah. you know, looking for. Yeah, I, I think but. it does. I, I think it solves a, a major concern that people would have is they lack control when they go and purchase a bucket of range balls and, um, you know, uh, I, I'm thinking that five year threshold because you keep mentioning five years. Because I, I do think it's a really good number. I, I think back ten years, and I recognize the range sessions I was doing back then were almost completely useless when it was February and you know around thirty degrees um, and and just pretty underwhelming outside. Uh, the the everything has improved a little bit since then, but the idea mm -hmm. of taking that technology with me, I can learn an awful lot about spin, which is one of my my biggest flaws when I have that component with me. I, I think anytime I get on a monitor and I'm not getting fit, um, if I'm there just having fun, the first thing I'm going to focus on is spin and I'm going to work on that the whole time I'm on that stupid monitor. <laughs> Cause it's yeah. just, it drives me nuts. Right. Cause all I want to <laughs> do is drop it. Well, I think drop that, that's, I think that's like the beauty of launch monitors and kind of how I tell, uh, you know, people to use them on two pro is, you know, we try to simplify it as much as we can because it can be overwhelming with kind of all the features that are in there, the data metrics, what to look at. And I always kind of say, like, you know, divide your practice up to, or maybe your days looks different. As, as, as I said, like the winter maybe look a little different than your summer practice or maybe just within that practice session practice differently. So the winter, I work on technique a little bit more. So I use the camera features a little bit more than I would in the summer. So 
you know, we have the, the MLM2 Pro has the integrated camera that's a uh, 2K video that's recording every single swing from down the line, uh, plus an impact vision camera. So, you know, you could just work on contact one day with that impact vision. You know, it automatically will replay if you want it to. And you're kind of understanding, am I hitting it on the toe, hitting on the heel, hitting it on, on the center of the club face? And kind of how does that, you know, looking at the metrics, okay, wow, when I hit it on the toe, it, it you know, it hooks a little bit and it's a little further. When I hit it on the heel, it kind of, it, it, you know, cuts and, and uh, is a little shorter of a shot. So I think you could just say, hey, like, this winter, I'm just going to work work on impact. And a lot of times um, the visual of seeing that impact vision camera and kind of seeing where it's on your club is eye opening for people because I've seen people that are like, man, I'm hitting it on the toe. We go look at the impact vision. It's on the heel. So it sounds obvious, but really understanding where you're making contact with the club uh, on shots is really helpful. Uh, and then we have the face on camera. You could set it up. Most of the time people set it up face on so you can see kind of, uh, that view, but you can set that anywhere. So, you know, maybe you go to the range and you're just working on technique. You want to see your setup when you're there, see how it, you're swinging it. And we're, we're able to kind of sync all three of those videos for you to view. Um, you know, maybe it, maybe you want to get a little bit more into performance. You're going to take a combine that day and see how you're performing see how, you know, your proximity is with your iron, see how your driving is. Um, and maybe someday you're just like, Hey, I want to test my game and just play, play around. Or you have a buddy's trip coming up, you know, you're going to the, the granddaddy or some other event and you want to play that course in simulation beforehand to kind of get, you know, a feel for what you're going to hit on each hole and, and kind of just have fun, forget about what you've practiced with the technique and things like that and just go play. So, you know, the simulation can work on the range as well. So I, I kind of view it as like, you know, have a purpose in what you're doing that day and kind of what you're trying to achieve and just focus on that with MLM2 Pro that day. You don't have to use every single feature all at once. Uh, I think most people, when they're using it, I would suggest focus on, you know, a couple things. And if you find something, oh, what, why is that happening? Then, you know, you can utilize another function. But to look at all three videos and all of your metrics at once um, is maybe helpful for some people. Uh, for me, I kind of like to, to make it a little simpler and, and kind of slowly work on a couple things at a time. Hmm. You, you mentioned the indoor swing being a little bit more controlled, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, is that representative of all clubs for you? Is that what you've heard? Or is it the bigger ones or what does it look like? So, yeah. So like it's, it's, it depends. I would say, I think as I've gotten like, so I think first it's the light bulb of, okay, that's, you know, cause for me personally, I want to get a little bit more speed with my driver. And so it's one understanding kind of the baseline. Maybe when I take, you know, how fast do I swing when I take it on the course? How fast do I swing when I take it on the range? How fast do I swing when I take it indoors? And in your head, you think you swing it kind of the same. What I've found is I swing it slowest inside. I swing it kind of medium on the range. And when I get on the course, I actually swing faster. Now, somebody may be different than that. That's just kind of how my game um, works. And so I think one, it's understanding kind of those environments. And then, yeah, I've one, it was kind of just finding that out. Okay. I swing a little slower indoors. I know how fast I normally swing that. And then it's kind of, kind of working on those uh, repetitions. So I do generally see it slow across the bag. Um, I would say in the last like six months or so, my indoor swings probably closer to, to my range swing now, just because of like, I have to feel like I'm swinging faster. Um, and again, for me, I think it's just more of like a mental thing of like my brain knows the ball is going to stop in eight feet. <laughs> so it just wasn't <laughs> it wasn't letting loose as much. But uh, yeah, I see it across all of my clubs. It's very common for a lot of uh, people to do it as well. 
you know, at first I was kind of doubting the numbers a little bit. And then we have, we have all the industry standard units here and they're all reading the same numbers. And I was like, all right, it's, it's this guy that's swinging slower. So um, first it was just kind of under understanding how I swing in different environments and kind of making adjustments from there um, to kind of practice more efficiently, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, I was looking at it a little bit of a different way. I, I feel like there's plenty of people and maybe we're talking more about tempo than speed here, but I know oh, quite yeah. a few guys who would benefit to smooth out that tempo a bit instead <laughs> of, you know, maybe the indoor sessions might be really good for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind of, it's, uh, I think that's what makes certain things like, you know, when people, you know, like my buddies that struggle to take it to, they try to take their game from the course to the, to the range. I think it can be the same. I'm struggling to take my game from indoors to, you know, maybe it's the range outside or maybe it's the course. And I think that just kind of comes to like, how, you know, how are you practicing? If you're, <clears throat> there's different, you know, as I just said before, there's different ways to kind of practice and they're all good, but using them in the right way is if you're not, you know, able to take your tempo from indoor to, to the course outside, my first question would be like, how are you practicing inside? If you're just hitting nice, smooth seven irons on the, you know, the Rapsoda range and you're seeing your tight little draw with good numbers, that's step one that you can do that. Next step is, you know, doing that maybe in a combine. Or you, you know, once you have to like kind of see the target and you're going to get a score at the end of it, do you tighten up a little bit? Do you still have the same tempo? So I think it's, it's kind of practicing in those ways inside where you can kind of put pressure on yourself. Maybe it's having buddies over, um, to, to put a little pressure and see if you can still swing with the same, the same tempo uh, inside as you can outside. Okay. Uh, one of the other things I noticed that you have on the website, I believe you're offering bundles now for indoor setups. Yeah. Is that correct? So yeah, it, it's, it's always an adventure and my dad's gonna be pretty mad at me or he's probably going to laugh at me when he listens to this because I told him I'd hunt for a good net for him a couple weeks ago. And then, you know, life just happened to life. So um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny because as a standard person and, and not even as a like as a crazy golfer versus a standard person, no matter where you are, it's like I'm a little bit overwhelmed when I'm looking at something. I don't have a ton of um, historical understanding of it, especially when you're you're looking at a new setup or a different setup. I feel like it can be overwhelming to need a net to need a mat to need, and all these things need to be decent. Right. So yep. it, it is part of the decision to do that, to say, Hey, like we're going to do this research for you. We're going to offer you products that are up to the standards we expect when you're using our unit. What What's the concept there? Yeah. So we had a lot of, again, feedback from people on what mat do you recommend? What net do you recommend? You know, what projector should I buy? And it's really making it, this as simple as um, as you can for kind of that experience. So on our on our site, uh, they're all currently twenty percent off until the end of the year. Um, but they kind of range, as I said, in terms of your your needs. So we have a, a simple mat and net setup. I don't want to say simple; it's very it's a very nice net and mat. But it's kind of you know something you could put in the garage and slide it out in the backyard, or you know set it up when you want to use it, wherever that is, indoors or outdoors. And then we have different you know bay. Um, enclosures uh different sizes different heights and widths um or depths i think they're all the same widths um uh, of people that kind of want more of a permanent structure in their house and again it's trying to make it uh, as simplified as you can we have one that's in our testing space right now um i'm looking at i've, I've set it up a couple of times 
it, it would be best, I think, for kind of the enclosures to have two people. I'm sure you could do it with one, but it'd just be a little easier with two. And you're kind of, you're set it up and, and ready to go, I would say, in probably 45 minutes, maybe. Um, so it's uh, it's just, yeah, trying to make the process for people as easy as they can, kind of as a, as a one-stop one stop shop and um, hopefully make it make it more fun so you can, you know, get it and you're set up and you're you're ready to go. Because it is overwhelming. There's there's tons of people that do it themselves and have found found uh, neat ways. It's cool to see on our Facebook pages. I'm sure you guys have. I'm sure you've seen as many setups as you can. There's really unique ways to do it. Um, but ours are ours are high quality for for a good price. So um, if people are kind of looking for different setups, you can buy it with the projector without. If you already have an MLM2 Pro, you can just buy the the sim the sim bundles. Uh, if you don't have an MLM2 Pro, you want to add that, you can. So try to make it as easy as we can for people. And at 20% off. So you don't have to do any of the research. You could be lazy and save money. It's, <laughs> I remember building yeah. my own computer thinking, well, I can do it myself and not pay the upcharge for them doing it for me. This seems to be the, like the backwards concept. You guys are doing all the hard work and then you know, we're benefiting with 20% off. So that, that's kind of huge. Absolutely. They're all, all of them. There's five of them. They're all under $3,000. Um, and then if you add the MLM2 Pro and the projector, they're all under $5,000. So you can have wow. a full-on home setup for for very affordable price. That's awesome. Um, tell me about, just, just to get an idea, Like you mentioned a couple things about updates that are coming. Is there anything you can say at all uh, or just sort of suggest some of the things you're focused on for 24? Yeah, so the the one app that I referenced earlier is is coming out soon. It's uh, it's currently in beta with our champions. Uh, it will go out to beta to a larger beta group uh, here shortly, and that's going to include uh, elevations. All of our thirty thousand courses. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be displayed in landscape. It previously was in previously was in portrait. So for people that are kind of uh, projecting it, it's a much better experience. There's multiplayer, so you can play up to five players. And then we have a whole new Rapsodo range uh, that I think is really going to uh, excite people. So our Rapsodo range is kind of our simulation 3D experience. Um, we've completely redone it. Um, it's very cool um, visually, um, but also kind of offers more options. So there's more camera views if you kind of want the stationary one and see the shot tracer. If you like the camera view where it follows the ball, we offer that. Um, you, you can now set targets on the range from 50 to 300 yards. So you know, if you wanted to work on that, you know, specific club that didn't want to take a combine, uh, you can kind of work on on target practices on the range, toggle that on and off. So that's a much richer uh, experience there. As we go into 2024, we're going to have some really exciting stuff coming, um, coming there at the PGA show. So you know, around to the around to the end of January, definitely keep your ears open. Can't say anything yet, but. Um, there's a lot of a lot of frequently asked features, I'll say, that uh, people people will be excited that they're here. So, can't tell you any more than that. <laughs> well, you know that's that's great to hear, um, and and a confidence booster for anyone using your product that you are absolutely listening, and uh, obviously it benefits you to provide all the features people are looking for. But you know that that disconnect is too often in this world so seeing that and hearing that should give people a lot of optimism moving forward yeah absolutely again like if anyone's a user you know our, we we listen on our facebook group you can write into our support team about certain features because we're we're cataloging all of kind of the feedback of what people want to see and if you want to get even more involved in the process i'd encourage people to, to apply to the um, champions program early next year where you're going to get really 
you know, your, your voice is going to be heard even more because you'll you'll kind of be working closely with our team as well as other just kind of fun activities that aren't necessarily product development. But um, it's it's really it's it's really rewarding for us to kind of hear people really really want something, know you know, and then kind of go through the development and deliver it and kind of see the excitement to people. So always voice kind of what you guys want to see because that's that's what we're taking into into account. All right, you guys heard that. I want a thousand emails to Justin by the end of next week saying I want holographic Support. friends on the range. Okay. Support at revsoda.com. That'll be the that'll be the best email. Yep. <laughs> so any I, I'm curious about the overall outlook on golf because the, the PGA landscape has shifted a lot over the last couple of years. I feel like I feel like golf is in such a positive place that the recreational experience in golf is almost, I won't say it has exceeded, but it feels like it's taken on a life of its own and sort of separated from like golf at the professional level. It might not be the thing you focus on when you think about, Hey, I want to do something golf related right now. I I feel like there's more of a chance of I'm going to go bang balls or I'm going to go to, you know, one of the local spots. Um, I I feel like it's a really good time for you guys. And I'm curious to know, uh, maybe this is more of a question as you as a golfer, like some of these changes that are going on right now, and especially some of the things the USGA is doing. How, how does that feel? What, what do you what do you think about on all that? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of what's going on with like professional golf, um, I think it's just sad kind of personally because it's it's um, I, I want to see the best players in the world play against each other. Um, and I feel like we're only going to see that now with majors just kind of makes the majors more more important more vibrant than they were and like the i was saying this the other day in terms of you know entertainment a lot of a lot of i think that differentiates golf maybe from other sports is like you watch the masters because it's the masters and like more people may tune in if like tigers in the hunt and playing well but like people are watching that for the event um more so than i would say the people that are playing it that makes sense um Mm -hmm. like you know we all want the top players to be there but like i'm sure if like rom didn't play the masters next year it's not going to affect the masters ratings if that makes sense um and i think sometimes we're we're in this world where it's like they're kind of forgetting about like the fan experience and there's just like this ongoing war of you know money grab maybe so i kind of just kind of hope it settles and they really think about like how everything's affecting the fan, the viewership, that experience, because ultimately that's what brings them eyeballs. Um, and golf's much bigger than the professional game, like way bigger. Um, so I still love the professional game. Um, I just don't watch as much golf as I used to just because I have three kids. So I kind of tune in for the majors. And if, you know, something's something's on the golf channel or it's on, it's easy for me to view uh, shortly, I'm going to view it. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's really complicated. I think there's a lot of different ways I could go. I could go with that answer. Um, but ultimately I would just ask kind of PJ tour live the players, like, um, how are you structuring this in a way that's going to enhance your product, which essentially is for the fans. So I think we kind of say, these are really cool concepts, ideas, but do people care? Yeah, you know? well, that, that's kind of why I was curious about your perspective, because in a lot of cases, you ask that question or I ask that question in, in most part because 10 years ago, you watched golf because you couldn't play it. 
And and I've gone through this. I, I have a kid of my own, and I've gone through this where if I had to pick player watch, unless it's like Sunday at the Masters, all respect to everything else, I'm absolutely going to play because that's just it's who I am. It's what I believe. Um, like golf doesn't need the tour to be golf, right? So like the the uh, the ability that you're creating as an example at Rapsodo, the accessibility to golf, regardless of whether you're on course or elsewhere. I think is is sort of working against this. Like PGA golf should be growing. It should, it should be trying to expand, uh, and instead, I feel like it's going in a very weird, weird direction. I'm, I'm almost thrilled that we have this so much uh, recreation in golf now that that we can, yeah. you know, replace that viewership with something entirely different, it, probably more meaningful at this point. Yeah, and like I, I think what's maybe interesting too that I, again, I don't know if this is necessarily correct, but again, golf is about that participation. It's a lifetime sport, and people love playing it, and people love to play it. And I think you know, maybe one of the reasons football is so highly watched is because I don't play tackle football. You know, it's not like a accessible thing, but it's highly entertaining sport. Whereas people like, you know, if I'm watching golf, as you said, like. I kind of just have the itch. I'm like, I just kind of want to turn this off and go play myself, you know, and I can do <laughs> yeah. that versus like, if I'm watching, like, you know, I'm a chiefs fan. If I'm watching Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey play, and I'm like, man, that looks fun. I want to go toss the football around. Like I can, but it's not like the same adrenaline versus like I, you can get that adrenaline hitting a golf ball the way you want to, or making that mm-hmm. putt. And, you know, golf, like the social aspect of it, of, you know, an excuse to see your buddies from college or, you know, right now take my kids out to the course is like that. That that is golf to me is is that kind of whether it's just you and the golf course and the golf ball, you know, trying to improve, dig it out of the dirt, or you're just like you're down for the social aspect of it and you don't necessarily care about improving. That that's on pro can come into play, right? You know, you can just have it as set up at home and play with your buddies and drink beer or or you can kind of really, really improve and it's kind of lost a little bit. Uh, on just kind of how much people love and enjoy golf is because they love and enjoy to play it themselves. Yeah. So, well, you can also have the masters on in the background, I guess, if you had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do want to challenge you a little bit. Speaking of the chiefs, I, I picked Mahomes early in my draft this year and he is not getting it done. What is going on over there? I know. I think Tyreek Hill is very, very much missed. I mean, as you've seen like the receivers, they just, I, I mean, there's been a lot of drop balls late in the games. They're not scoring as many points. I think that might have to do with a little bit with the, the offensive coordinator. Potentially there's a switch there. So I'm worried. I'm, I'm very, I'm very worried. Um, you know, they normally, I feel like in the last couple of years, they've won all the close games, you know, like they never, they de- they've had, definitely had a lot of games where they blew people out of the water, but they had so many games that they just won close. And this year they seem to be losing more of those close games than they, they have in the past. So, We'll see. We'll see. Are you, who's your team? Are you like a Browns fan? or? Oh, no. You, you cannot do that to me or my family. Bengals? That's just not polite. Yeah, so it, it's actually really unfortunate the year you guys decided to be mediocre or not as good is the year my entire team decided to go on the IR. So it's, yeah. been, uh, it's been a challenging year for us. But, you know, other than Tyler Boyd, we don't have anywhere near the same level of drop balls. So I'm not going to be that mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That dude, that one catch that uh, is it Scantling that uh, like just down the field he had it touched his hand and you can see Mahomes just getting crushed. You, I'm assuming you know what game yeah. I'm talking about. 
Did you yeah. did you see what happened right after that game? Uh-huh. He, he went over to the stands, and that what was there like eight drop balls in that game? So he goes over the stands lot, yeah. and, and and he throws his a fan his glove right, and what happens? The fan drops the glove. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't like my division. Um, I'm certainly not opposed. My kids and my homes fans, so I'm not opposed to them having success. But uh, it's been a weird year, man. It's been a weird year. I know it'll be a, it'll be a fun end of the season too. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Justin, I really appreciate you coming on talking about your product again. It's obviously a very interesting time for golfers, the accessibility, and and I love that you guys are at the forefront to not only bring more people into something like this, but do it in a way that's available uh, at a, at a price range doesn't really pain. So that's awesome. Yeah, Dan, it's always always fun to talk. Um, excited for everybody to kind of see what's coming and. Yeah, feel free to reach out to me, reach out to our social, reach out to our support team if you guys have any any idea any ideas of, of things you'd like to see. Well, I look forward to uh, talking again probably next year when you have some really cool content coming out. And uh, for everyone out there playing golf this weekend, have a great time. I'm super jealous. Sounds like Justin is too. Uh, but if you're not, if you're playing indoors, check out Rap Soto. They got some great products and uh, obviously worth your time. Either way, we'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.